0: Welcome to Friday Viewpoint on Bot Radio Network. I'm Byron Tyler, setting in today for our dearly loved host, Pat McClurkin, who departed this life during the early morning hours of August 1st. Our general manager, Todd Payne, also joins us. Todd, this is a very hard show for us to do. It is, Byron. Pat was like a
1: a mother to me, and I know you were very close to her, and she loved Bot Radio Network, and she loved being the host of Friday Viewpoint.
0: Yes, she did. Well, time is our enemy on this program because we have so much we want to cover. And at the close of today's show, I'd like for you to share your personal thoughts about Pat. We have invited several guests to help pay tribute to the life of Pat McClurkin. Now, these guests have appeared on Friday Viewpoint. On a reoccurring basis, many of them have become dear friends of Pat through the years. Six guests that we invited. First of all, we have Jonathan Jones, the founder and president of Perfect Hope Ministries. It's a Christian discipleship ministry, followed by Dr. Ashley Ray, who's the senior pastor at Ridgeway Baptist Church. We also have U.S. Congressman David Kustoff. We have
1: Karen McNeil, board member of Life Choices, and actually started doing the Friday Viewpoint show with Pat in the very beginning. And then we have Nate Kellum, the founder and chief counsel for the CRE Law Center for Religious Expression. And last but certainly not least, we have David Fowler, the president of the Family Action Council of Tennessee.
2: Really appreciate having the opportunity to spend a little time talking about Pat McClurkin and her impact upon my life. I think one of the things that I appreciated most about Pat was her strong personality For some people, that may have been intimidating because she she was never wavering, and you knew what she thought and what she believed, and you never had to wonder about that. And with that strong personality, I think we hit it off in the very beginning, and uh, I was raised with two older sisters that have a strong personality, my wife has a strong personality, and, and my daughter does as well, and so... We kinda of had that kinship and I've heard some people mention that Pat was like a mother to them, but to me Pat was more like a, a sister. So it's always admired that strong personality that she had and her, her not wavering in her faith and and that's another thing about her. One of the qualities that I admire about Pat was her love for sound doctrine. It was one of the things that she would always talk about, her concern about the church and the church getting away from strong preaching and sound doctrine. She sat under the teaching of Dr. Rogers for so many years that she was just not gonna tolerate uh, unsound doctrine. And she was just committed to that in the church and had a concern for that. I guess a personal story I'd want to share is that uh, when we first started doing the radio program, she'd have me on quite a few times and we talk ahead of time and what we wanted to topic we wanted to cover and and then it got to be, you know, I'd get there a little bit early, and she'd always be a little bit late, and she'd be like, oh, you beat me again. But we'd talk a few minutes ahead of time. We'd pick a topic. But then as it progressed, <laughs> we'd, we'd pick a topic, but we never stayed on topic. And, and I'm sure it was kind of frustrating for the WCRV people because you couldn't list, okay, here's the topic we're talking about. Because if God put something on Pat's heart in the middle of the program— She would just start talking about that because God put it upon her heart. It's just the way that things went, and we had no problems with that. But when God put something on Pat's heart, it didn't matter if she was on the radio or if she was at home or with friends, she was going to share that with you. And so I always appreciated that. It's kind of funny sometimes how it went, but it was an enjoyable time sharing that time with her. I think part of uh, what Pat gives as a challenge for the next generation I'm sure many people have talked about her faith and how strong it was and her involvement in in political things. But I think the thing that struck me the most is that when we talked before and after the the program, one of the things that she always did, it always stood out to me, is that uh, not only did she love Jesse, which was very clear, but she also respected and honored him, and she often bragged about him, about how the godly man that he had become, and and she lifted him up constantly. And so I think the challenge for us as men uh, is to be that men that that our wives will honor and respect, and to be that generational pattern for the next generation, to be those godly men. And the challenge for, for wives is to provide that encouragement and that respect and that that honor that pat constantly gave jesse she was always proud of him and bragged on him all the time and so that's something uh, maybe missing uh, that needs to be part of our our legacy within the church and so i appreciate the time of being able to share on time with pat i could go on for a few hours sharing some stories about her but pat changed lives if you had any time with her she changed your life and she did it for kingdom work thank you for the time today being able to share that with you
3: What I appreciate the most about Pat is her consistency. The Scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, but Pat McClurkin really was the epitome of an intentional, stable, and consistent lady of God. What an incredible impression she's left on my life. She's always interested in souls being saved, always interested in what the Bible says. She had this prophetic gift of explaining What she believed. Backing up everything with Scripture. Miss Pat was unashamed of what she believed. I think we all can appreciate and remember her boldness in Christ and how that she was kind, but she was very clear about what she believed. I'll never forget that. And her words ring so clearly in my mind will remember what the Word of God says, or she might recall what one of her pastors had said that was lining up with the Word of God and a clear way to explain the Word of God. A great story I have about Pat McClurkin is my family got COVID. She and Jesse called to check on me, and I still have the message where Jesse said, look, we'll bring you some soup. We'll, we'll take care of you any way we can. We'll bring something to you. They had their own illnesses and their, their challenges and yet they were concerned about others and they were always concerned about me. Another story is had the great privilege of speaking at their Bible study that they have at their home preached a lot of places, but there was just something special about that time. It was not very small. I mean, there were probably 40 people there in their home, in their living room, and we ate great food, of course. People were gathered around, and it wasn't that they heard I was coming. This was something that they've done for years. I think Pat's life will challenge each of us to be consistent and to be intentional. So much of the time, we don't really take God's assignment for our lives seriously. We just sort of haplessly go along, and we don't want to do anything bad, and of course we want to go to church, but Pat was so much more than that in her philosophy of life. She reminds me of Phoebe. You know, Paul said that Phoebe was his sister who was a servant of the church at Syncria. He commanded the Roman Christians to receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of saints. So I think of Pat that way. She's my sister in Christ, so she's in heaven with Jesus. She certainly was a servant to the church, of course, because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. She is a saint. But Paul closed that thought out in Romans sixteen two by saying that she has been a helper of many and of myself also. And I think that's the challenge. That's the legacy of Pat McClurkin. She was a helper of many. And I can say to you today personally, she was a helper of myself also. What's your assignment? Are you walking with God? Are you intentionally bending yourself, bending your life to his will in order to make disciples for Jesus Christ? I'm going to miss Pat McClurkin. I didn't know her that long. I knew of her. But I knew her just a few years. But that few years has been so special to me, especially in these last few days. And I'm praying for Jesse. I look forward to more fellowship with him in the Lord Jesus. There's so many things to appreciate about Pat.
4: I think about two qualities that I'm always so impressed with, and I know her friends and family are, her sincerity and her passion. And... By that we we always knew exactly where Pat McClurkin stood on any particular issue, relationship, what have you. Uh, there were no gray lines. There, you knew exactly where you where you were. And I think about the passion, um, certainly as it relates to the issue of life, which is something that she fought for for so long for the unborn and. I tell you that, that uh, when you think about those two issues, passion and sincerity, um, they're both unique, but they fit in so well together. And that is characteristic of Pat McClurkin and her life. When I think about the qualities of Pat's life that really stand out to me, one is how full of life Pat always was. I mean, she was a very strong person and a very strong personality. And I mean that in the most complimentary way because when her speed was turned on, she moved at 150 miles an hour. Always worked for something until the work was to be done and to be completed. Uh, Pat was a doer and a true-doer. And and those are the types of people that I really respect and admire and something that I'm going to miss about Pat. Pat's an inspiration to so many of us and certainly to the, the next generation. There were so many causes, and whether that's political or those challenges in, in life that Pat undertook. And, and when she did it, she did it with uh just the full force and strength of every ounce of energy that she had inside her. When I when I think about those who are up and coming, the next generation, that's something that I would really really challenge our next generation of of leaders to emulate from Pat, to go in there know what you're doing, understand Whatever the issues, whatever the framework is, and just do it. Go at it. Go at it like you're moving as fast and as hard as you can and as passionately as you can. Those are the things that that, that next generation, our next generation, should try to imitate and emulate from Pat's extraordinary life.
5: I'm so honored to uh, have the opportunity to honor Pat McClurkin. I think back about how long I've known Pat and it's easy to think about because the first time that I remember meeting her really kinda defined our relationship. There was a strip joint next door to Pat and Jesse McClurkin Motors over on Mount Moriah all those years ago. I think it was probably in the nineties, maybe earlier mid nineties and Pat was disgusted by that, that it was in such a close proximity to her family's business. She organized people to picket it. I remember so clearly Pat asked if some of us from the Flair board in those days of Flair would come out and picket, and I did. And it was my first exposure to Pat's commitment To doing what is right. I think one of the things that has impacted me about her life is that she was a woman of means, but she didn't just sit back on her laurels and enjoy her life as some people do, maybe retire on a sandy beach somewhere. She got her hands dirty. She lived her life that way, a concern for people that she knew that may not be living out their lives that would have been honoring to God and even helpful for themselves that led her to love the ministry of Life Choices. She wanted to be involved and she was involved. And one of the biggest contributions that she had to Life Choices was the Ladies auxiliary that she helped us with for years. There was nobody that I knew that could raise money for something that she believed in like Pat McClurkin. We benefited greatly from the events that she put together. She brought big-name people like Michael Reagan, Kevin Sorbo to Memphis to benefit Life Choices. One of my favorite memories was when she did a gala and fashion show for Life Choices, and it was so much Fun because Pat did it well. We didn't have to worry about anything when Pat was coming to do an event for our ministry because she just did it all and we just showed up and reaped the benefits from it. So it was really one of my most treasured memories was the way that she poured into a ministry that I love so much and it was always fun to work with her on those kinds of things. I used to tell Pat a lot that when I grew up I wanted to be like Pat McClurkin and when I would say that to her she would Just laugh But it was the truth I wanted to be that kind of person. I'm not too much younger than she, but she was down the road in her Christian walk from me, and I wanted to emulate that, always engaged, leaving this earth still engaged, still doing the things that she was passionate about and that she loved so much, one of which was her radio program, and that's another early memory that I have of Pat, maybe around 2003 WCRV gave me a radio program it was on Friday a Mid-South Viewpoint program and I asked Pat and Cherry Holden if they would join me in it and it was called The Conservative Voice. We literally would take the commercial appeal and open it up and talk about the issues of the day. That kind of left me a little unhinged because I like things to be in order and, and know what my questions are and all that. But Pat could just speak to the issues on the fly. And I love that about her. It became a way that we did radio programs that I did mine for years after I left and went to, to work for Loveworth Finding. She continued that radio program till she t- God. It was always a conversation, always interesting, always connected back to God's Word. It was a pleasure to work with her on that in the early days. And I know that she poured into her grandchildren and her children, but especially all the grandchildren that she had, because I sat behind them at church, and it was a long row of Pat and Mark and Stacy and their children, and I loved listening to the ways that she would pour into her grandchildren. She sewed for her granddaughters. She just smocked, did all kinds of things just to pour into them, not to lecture them so much, but... I think she probably did that, (laughs) but mostly just loving on them. And it was such an example for me. But for the next generation, I would say, just tell the truth. Just tell the truth like Pat did, stand in the gap, never give up, just keep on keeping on holding up that standard that you know is right, and just let the chips fall. What an honor to be able to speak to my friend. I miss having coffee with her and just getting caught up. I know that's going to be a, a hole in my life, but I'm so excited for her and what she's doing right now in heaven, and I know that I'll see her again soon.
6: I'm Nate Kellum, and I had the privilege of knowing and working with Pat McClurkin for over two decades. We did a radio show together for many years. She was a founding board member of my legal nonprofit, Center for Religious Expression, and she served with distinction in that role. I was blessed for knowing Pat. I'm a better person for knowing Pat. God used her in extraordinary ways in my life mentoring me, modeling to me what a faithful Christian looks like. I'm very thankful for her and her husband, Jesse, their friendship and the kindness that they constantly showed my family and me over the years. I will miss Pat very much. There are a lot of things I appreciated about Pat, who had so many admirable traits, making it difficult to come up with just one thing I appreciated the most, but force to do so, I would say her transparent relationship with Jesus Christ was something I really appreciated about Pat. There's no pretense with Pat. Pat was always Pat. Pat had so many wonderful qualities, though. She had a great sense of humor, so funny. Some Christians make their faith look like a chore, make their walk with Jesus look like a death march, not Pat. She was often persecuted, mocked for her faith, because she was so out there. She dealt with a lot of difficulty, hard circumstances, personal tragedy. But she made her walk with Jesus look like a joyful stroll in the park. If you're not a Christian, when you meet Pat, you want to be. And Pat was absolutely brilliant, having one of the brightest minds I've ever known. For the radio show, I would always prepare, have notes about the things we would discuss. Pat would just show up, start talking. And she always did a fantastic job. Another thing about Pat was her generosity. generous with her money, her time, her talent. She was always willing to help, and she was always a huge help. She loved Jesus and loved people, and that always came through. It's hard to pinpoint a specific Pat story or Pat moment because virtually every moment with her was so uniquely packed. She was one of a kind. I think about all those radio shows I did with her. Often I would come into the radio station, come into the studio, thinking that we would discuss one thing, and then in the middle of taping, she would start talking about something else completely, whatever God had placed on her heart at that time. And While this was going on, I'm thinking, this is going to be a disaster. We didn't map out the time for this topic. I don't know if I know enough about this topic. We didn't cover any bullet points, but every single time we discussed what God put on Pat's heart, it turned out terrific. Truly, the best shows we ever had. Pat's life is a testament and a challenge to all of us to be who we are in Christ, always, without compromise, without regret, no matter the consequences. A lot of us can worry about what other people think. Will I offend someone? Will I be perceived as too radical in my beliefs? Will it cost me? Pat never worried about those things. She was only concerned about following Jesus Christ. My prayer for the next generation is that they will have the same courage, the same temerity as Pat to follow their faith, to live out their faith, no matter the cost. We could use some more. When I think about
7: Pat and what I appreciated about her, uh, this word kept coming to my mind. It's not a word we use very often, but I think it's so appropriate. And it's stout-hearted. She was a person who was courageous and determined. She was courageous in multiple respects. And whatever it is she set out, to do, she was determined to do it. And so much of what I saw about Pat reminds me of a stout-hearted person who had the courage and the determination to do what she believed she should do, to say what she believed she should say. I admired and respected her for that. One of my favorite stories or perhaps remembrances about Pat came out of a conversation we had over the phone about the Truth Project, which was a 12-week DVD series on a Christian biblical worldview, put out by Focus on the Family and led by Dr. Dell Tackett. And the reason I remember this story is because anytime I saw Pat, she was always well manicured, coiffured, uh, dressed well, and proper, I guess would be the word. And she relayed the last meeting, going through the last video in that series, with a group of women, and the last one was on relationships. Dr. Tackett told the story of a young man who had teased a young girl in school and realized later how horribly he had treated the young girl and how that compared to how we have treated God and yet how he loved us. And she said, I was just down on my knees on the floor out of thankfulness To God, for his grace, his mercy, his love for not treating us as we deserve. I remember that because Pat's just not the kind of person that prior to that I would have pictured being down on her knees on the floor. But yet she was so humbled by that, so thankful for the grace of God that she was down on her knees. And that really spoke to me about Pat's heart and her love for God and their appreciation for his grace. You know, one of the qualities that I observed about Pat, in addition to what I said about her being stout hearted, you know, a person of courage and determination, was passion. Whatever she was involved with, whether it was a radio show or supporting a ministry, engaging legislators, she was passionate about it. She was not a wallflower, she was not shy, she was passionate about what she believed in she was passionate about her love for god and the salvation that we have through jesus christ you know pat's life would challenge the next generation in any number of ways but as i listened to the stories about her during the celebration of life service and even the the statement oh my goodness i need to vote you know she's in the hospital and she's still thinking about voting and what came to my mind i shared with Jesse was a statement by Lieutenant Governor John Wilder. And of course, Pat would have known the Lieutenant Governor. She loved politics. And the governor said something about a friend of his once that was typical of the way he expressed things, but was also so true. And it reminds me of Pat. Governor Wilder said this man he knew lived until he died. Not every man does. I would just say to young people, Pat is an example. Live until you die. Because not every person does. And live to the full, full in the abundant life, is with God in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how I would hope her life would challenge the next generation.
0: Friends, I'm Byron Tyler here with Todd Payne, our general manager at Bot Radio Network in Memphis. And you heard some dear friends of Pat McClurkin pay tribute to her, her life, her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Todd, as we mentioned at the beginning of the program, she was a very dear, close friend of yours, encouraged you in many ways, actually helped you get your job here, I think. She suggested to Mr. Bott that he take a look at you. What are your thoughts on Pat McClurkin's life?
1: Yeah, Pat was incredibly passionate, as you've heard, and very strong, choleric woman. She was very respectful toward me and my position here as general manager. She always asked for my input. And
0: you know, Todd, she always would wait to start her show with prayer, and she always wanted you to pray. She did, and if I wasn't
1: there ready to pray, she would look at me until I got the message that I needed to get in there and pray so they could go ahead and get the program recorded. She was highly energetic. One quick story is Pat always walked up our stairs about a year or so ago. By the way, it's about six flights. That's right. We're on the top four of this building, six flights up. So we would walk up the stairs, and she's old enough to be my mother, so I wasn't going to let her outdo me. But of course, we would walk up these stairs instead of taking the elevator. By the time we got to the fifth floor, I was huffing and puffing, and she was talking the entire time. So it was funny because by the time we got to our office, she was just laughing at me because I was huffing and puffing, and she was just fine. But she worked out all the time and took care of herself.
0: Wow. We're going to miss pat McClurk and todd and we just thank god for her contribution here at bot radio network on friday viewpoint for so many years our prayers to jesse her dear husband who she loves so much and the family and we continue to pray for them but a special thanks to all who participated on the show today this is really all the time we have as pat would say you're listening to friday viewpoint on bot radio network thanks for listening